Welcome to another episode of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. The snowflakes are flying outside of 1720 Gilbert Avenue, but that must mean regional finals week for the high school football season here in Ohio as uh, the weather gets cold. And a uh, great time of year as the uh, games really mean a ton to Greater Cincinnati and beyond. So uh, before I get started here with this episode, I want to give a shout out to uh, a couple uh, uh, girls soccer teams in the area. Seton won the Division I state championship for the first time in program history last week in Columbus. Also, Cincinnati Country Day won the Division Three state title. So obviously some excellent seasons for both of those programs. If you haven't seen my story yet, be sure to check out uh, Purcell Marion girls basketball team ranked number 20 nationally by ESPN as they open up the season on Friday at home against Spire Academy. They're actually going to unveil their Division Three state championship banner uh, there in the home gymnasium on Friday as well. And uh, also, uh, Chris Henry Jr. has enrolled at Withrow High School. Be sure to check out my story about Chris and uh, his excellent season there at West Claremont uh, on WCPO.com as well. What, we have a ton of football coverage for you here on this episode. Um, our WCPO 9 game of the week is 12-1 Moeller going to take on 13-0 Lakota West. That game is at Princeton on Friday night. We'll have all that coverage for you on the Friday night frenzy in addition to all our other playoff games. But in this episode, you're going to hear from Lakota West coach Tom Bolden and Moeller coach Mark Elder as they uh, talk about this highly anticipated game, a rematch of the 2021 Division I Regional Final, which Moeller won 21 to 17. You're also going to hear from Anderson coach Evan Dreyer as the Raptors prepare, prepare to play Kings in a Division II Region 8 final. That is a rematch of a Week 10 game. Baden coach Nick Yorty checks in. He reflects on the Rams' undefeated season as they get ready for a Division III Regional final. And then uh, Wyoming coach Aaron Hancock, he discusses the undefeated Cowboys season as they get ready to play Taft on Saturday night at Lakota West in Division IV Regional final. And that is a rematch of a Week 2 game as well. But before I go any further in this episode, I want to remind you this High School Insider podcast is sponsored by the Cincinnati Northern Kentucky Chick-fil-A restaurants. Enjoy a free breakfast item through their app between now and November 19th. Well, our WCPO 9 Game of the Week last week was Kings and Winton Woods, and the Knights came out on top 23-16 to as an upset over number one seed Winton Woods. It snapped the Warriors' 21-game win streak. Remember, they were the Division II state champions a year ago. I was able to ask Kings coach Alex Garvin how he felt after the Knights snapped that significant win streak for Winton Woods. Awesome, awesome. I mean, I'm so proud of these guys. That's a, that's one great football team on the other side. And, and we've been preparing and preparing. We knew this game was coming. And these guys executed so well. I'm just so proud of them. Uh, they believed in each other. They believed in the scheme. They believed in their training. Uh, I'm just so pumped for them. How clutch was your defense really in the second half? The defense played really well in the second half, and we knew we needed to. You know, we knew if we could get a lead on them and force them into a balanced situation of passing and throwing, we thought we had a good chance for making good things happen. Obviously, uh, Will, not only getting it done passing, but this beat too, your offensive line with a great push. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, again, this is a great team, and they really had our number on some of our runs, and we just kept telling these guys, line up, 
six seconds at a time and just give it all you got. Give it all you got. And Will is the leader of that. And he pushed them a lot of times just with his own will and said, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. And I'm just so proud of the way they executed. The last three years, Alex, three losses coming to the Wind Woods. Yeah. What's this mean to the kids? You know, to the kids, I think it means a lot. Uh, obviously, we've got we've got big dreams and big goals. Uh, but I think to be able to play a, a, a team like this and get by them uh, in this round is huge. And, you know, these guys, they're a little banged up. Uh, but, you know, they know that they got to line back up tomorrow morning because we got another good game next Friday. So they'll celebrate. They're excited, I know. But, uh, yeah, again, pride. They, they had it in them, and they played good Kings football tonight. What did you see in their eyes this week as you guys were preparing? You know, we kept telling them uh, that, that we're a good team. You know, that's one of those things they got to believe in their heart, that we felt like we were the better team. Um, and we felt like, you know, these guys have been playing Kings football together on the, on the, on the field since they were second, third grade. So for them to, to gel like they've done, they love each other, they trust each other, they trust our coaches. I'm just so proud of them. You know, they love it. Well, you could just tell the emotion on the faces of Kings coach Alex Garvin and all the players. I was able to catch up with senior quarterback Will Coker as well. Now the Knights turn their focus to a very familiar opponent in the ECC in Anderson. Now Kings is 0-5 and regional final appearances so certainly making the state final four would be very very significant um, and, and as I mentioned a rematch of the week 10 game in which Kings won 41 to 26 at Anderson well I had a chance to catch up with Anderson coach Evan Dreyer this past weekend and I started by asking him about the big victory 55-35 over Edgewood in the regional semifinal. Uh, beating a 11-1 uh, SWAT champ team was really really good for us after a 5-5 five and five, uh, regular season uh it was up and down, and uh, to to have a great win um, versus Edgewood, whose program has been the standard uh, from Steve Chanel to Scott um, of them of their ability to be tough, physical, resilient football team, and uh, to get over the hump and to have a fast start uh, was huge for us, and we were able to hold on as we went through it and uh, to stop their running attack as much as we could, and then their passing attack came after us, and we were able to, uh, you know, hold off on their explosive plays and uh, come out with a victory. Well, your senior quarterback, Griffin Scaff, I think I looked it up a third time this season where he's thrown for at least five touchdowns in a game and obviously over 4,200 yards passing for this season. Um, plenty of wide receivers that, that have made some big-time plays for you. I mean, just can you talk about just that air attack for you guys? Uh, I think, Mike, the biggest thing is that uh, Griff uh, broke his thumb right before the Milford game and played through it. And uh, he had it taped all the way through the Witten Woods game and then has been on fire of being healthy and uh, playing great football uh, throughout this playoff uh, three rounds that we've had. But uh, I would say it's really, really cool to have a senior quarterback that is quiet, humble, that is a ultra competitor. You know, last year he beat two state champs. Um, so he's been a, a winner, but we've kind of riding the roller coaster as a senior uh, this year, and we finally got it together, and we've got a really good group of receivers that have worked really, really hard, and we got a lot of seniors, juniors, and uh, that have stepped up the receiver core, and it's kind of been uh, we don't you know just rebuild, we reload each year at our receiver core, and uh, it's exciting to see Santos, Mikey, Miles, Josh Plank, and Brody Berg uh, step up each and every week. We've always been impressed by Santos Alvarez, your senior wide receiver. I mean, just can you talk about just his impact on the field this year? 
Uh, Santos is incredible because he's the long snapper, he's the receiver, he's the kick returner, he's the punt returner. He does a little bit of everything. And uh, you don't see that very often now, Mike. You see a guy usually just jog off the field after playing offense and to be the long snapper, to want to be involved with everything in our team. It's really, really cool. He's a throwback player with new school values, uh, and uh, he's got a heck of a personality. I love being around him. I, I love his story, and uh, it's definitely one of those things that uh, he's excited uh, to play Friday night uh, to see uh, how good he is versus Mike Massari and Will Coker. So take me through uh, after the game. Obviously, you, you talked to your team, I would assume, and, and when did you find out you'd be facing Kings next week? Uh, we were still on the field, and uh, it's it's pretty cool, Mike. Uh, you know, this is the sixth time we're going as a at Anderson High School to go to the regional finals, and uh, you know, to go walk off the field to know you're playing in an all ECC battle uh, regional finals really really neat because it just shows how good our league is. Um, and I, I always say the GMC is the best Division One public school league. ECC is the best Division Two slash one public school league in all of Ohio. And uh, it's a credit to our coaches and players in our league. So to walk out the field knowing that we're playing a team that we played week 10, everybody's going to know everything about each other. It's going to come down to execution. And uh, we're excited about that. Uh, I'm excited about the, to be in the regional finals to play for hardware. And that's what you dream of, Mike. Like uh, I always tell the kids, you don't play for T-shirts. We can give you a T-shirt. We can play for hardware. So that, that, that's pretty neat. What kind of sense did you get from the players? Obviously, you know, just in the moment of, of, of celebrating a big win there over Edgewood, but seeing a familiar opponent, like you mentioned, I mean, that's got to be an extra incentive, uh, no doubt, this time of year. I think when you get on a, a bus heading back from Little Miami to our place to hear the whispers in the back of what's it going to be like to play at a neutral site, uh, you know, all these guys started their high school careers in COVID protocol, so they don't really know what it's really like and how exciting it's going to be on Friday night, the event it is um, when you get to the regional finals. So that, that's the big thing is that they all know each other. They've played basketball, football against each other, and everybody knows it's Griffin versus Will. It's Mike Massari versus Santos. Jay Cameron versus Mikey Smith. Those are – but then there's the battle of the line of scrimmage that we have to be able to withstand because I think they're really, really good. And that's uh, kind of one of those things that people don't want to talk about, but it's going to be huge Friday night. I was just going to ask you what you thought the keys were. I know it's kind of early. You probably haven't gone through all the film that you're going to go through here in preparation, but just uh, what kind of stands out in your mind, early impressions? I think uh, this is like a senior Latin team. Like we have 12 seniors. They have 20 plus seniors that are going to play. So it's going to be a battle of, who plays the best, you know, at the right time? Everybody knows that Will wants to throw it to his receiving core and make explosive plays. We want to throw the ball and make explosive plays. Then you got a bunch of defensive guys that are kind of under the radar in this game that are really, really impressive. Like their DB core with Jake Cameron and the, the brothers back there are really, really special. And then we have to withstand uh, the linebacking core that they bring. And they bring a lot of pressure. So we can't turn the ball over. Every time, Mike, we've lost in this game is that we've had five turnovers last year. This year we had three. Uh, so that's going to be really, really key for this game. Of uh, Week in, week out, it comes down to turnovers, missed tackles. And can we withstand uh, the, how many plays we have to play on defense? You know, you mentioned the six 
regional finals as a program. Um, it just seems like with you as head coach there at Anderson, there's something about this team uh, in the postseason that you just thrive. And it doesn't matter what your record is in the regular season. And we've had conversations about how much you're in favor of, you know, the 16 team format. Really, you'd like everybody to make the playoffs. And um, I know you're a big proponent of that. But uh, what is it about Anderson football just – like I said, it's just something about in the postseason, you guys are ready to play. You seem like you succeed. You make deep runs every year. What's that like to, to be involved with that? I think the key component, Mike, is that um, week in and week out, I don't talk about the ECC championship. I talk about playing for hardware. I talk about just getting consistently better. And we played a lot of young guys throughout the like season. We don't play guys both ways as much as we could in the 10-game season. We talk about playing as many guys as we can. Let's see who we are throughout the season. Let's try out new things. Let's, okay, let's try this. Let's try that. And if it fails, so be it. And I think that's really, really hard for coaches to understand that failure is okay as long as we grow from it and learn from it. And I think that's one of the key things is that I've learned over the years and our coaches and our players understand that we want to play in these opportunities in these weeks uh, as we move forward. Uh, but, you know, as a program, you know, let's not say it. Like, Jeff Geesting played for two state championships in 2007, 2008. I know it's a long time ago, 15 years ago, but we've been there, done that. And uh, to be a freshman coach during a 2008 run, that's, I still got notes and uh, I got two guys on staff that have been there. And uh, I think that's really, really neat for me to see it, come back as the head coach and understand where we are. And to work for an AD that's won a state title under Kerry Combs. Like, everybody can talk about it when you have guys that have lived through it. Uh, it's really, really special to bounce ideas off of how you want to play the best in November. And November is the standard. So uh, we're excited about that and uh, kind of moving forward to, to our goal to get a hardware. I guess just finally, obviously, everybody knows – it's a long season. Um, don't have to tell you that as a, as a coach. You've been doing this for such a long time. But uh, what's been kind of the vibe just coaching this particular uh, group of seniors and maybe just the guys uh, that are behind them in the classes just day to day? How enjoyable has it been for you? Uh, I think it's really, really fun. Like five and five was not what we pictured. Nobody wanted that uh, record. But yeah, we learned a lot, Mike. Like we talk about from – we scrimmaged Ironton, who's still in the playoffs. We scrimmaged Taft, who plays the night. We scrimmaged Covcath. Like, all those people are really, really good. And you play Princeton week one, and I will say this. They were one of the top five teams at, in Division One, and they could have made it definitely in the regional semifinals. You know, I think Princeton was really good, and then we kind of fought, fell forward a little bit, lost to Milford 48-47. Um, then we didn't play great versus West Claremont. We had a day off school. We did. We didn't do the right things when we showed up to get prepared for West Claremont. And then we lose the Kings. Um, so, and the Wooden Woods, we we were up and lost. Um, so, to be with this team, it's like riding a roller coaster. But right now, we're we're still kind of going up, and uh, we're thriving a little bit. Um, we're getting healthy at the right time. Griff is playing well. We're senior led at some position groups that need to be led. And uh, our young guys got experience. We 13, 13 games, they got experience. So a few of our sophomores 
uh, are definitely third team games in, and um, it's exciting. And uh, kids love each other inside a locker room. Yes, we don't say it a lot. I think it's really, really corny about it. Uh, the love, like teenage boys don't want to talk about that stuff. They want to talk about where they're going after the game, the skyline, what are they eating, where are they going, where are they going to watch Bengals football, what happened to UC last night. They want to talk about different things. And our team chemistry is really, really fun. Like they hang out with Santos every day after school with the receiving core and the young old linemen that um, – you know, the Bigfoot patrol that they have in Adams County. Like, Mike, there's always, like, cool things that are going on in our locker room. Um, so, it, it's really, really neat. I, lo- I love it to death. I love love hanging out with the guys. It keeps me young, and uh, they love rap music. I love country music. So, I'm trying to teach them a little something about music and uh, uh, try to keep up uh, to be a little bit of hip. I've never asked you this before, and so maybe this will come out of left field, but what is the genesis of um... – the guys doing push-ups on the field because I've had, you know, I've noticed that in games and maybe that's just something that Anderson football fans, they're so familiar with. So, but it, for those that uh, have wondered about that, can you explain that? Yes. So uh, we talk about self-evaluation reflection. And then when you screw up, you automatically do two push-ups. Mm-hmm. Whether you're on the practice field, the game field, it doesn't stop. Like you have to understand when you mess up in life, there's definitely a direct correlation of, okay, what can I do and how do I do it better? Well, two push-ups, it doesn't take much time. And I think that is one of the main things that I'll tell people of why we do it. Self-reflection, evaluation, understanding, accountability to your teammates. of when I screw up, this is why I do it. I do two push-ups, got to get better the next rep. And uh, you don't think about the next rep. You already get better in those two push-ups and move forward. Um, it's it's not a PJ Fleck thing. It's like a not corny thing. I, I think it's what we do. And uh, some of our coaches that have went across the city have tried it. And uh, I think it's just one of those things where if you talk about accountability, you can't just say, and it's in the film room. It's got to be all the time. And yes, I know it's really, really weird. Like uh, the UC recruiting guy was watching our tape, Caden, and he did two push-ups. Like I've never seen a kid do two push-ups in the middle of a football game. It is what we do. So uh, I'm really excited about our kids being held accountable every day. Well, Anderson quarterback Griffin Scaff has over 4,200 yards passing this season. He's 17th on the OHSA single season passing yards list and uh, certainly a very significant uh, game when it comes to quarterbacks between Will Coker, Griffin Scaff. Now, this is the first playoff meeting between Kings and Anderson since 2018. And the Raptors are trying to make their first state Final Four since 2008. But before I go any further in this episode, I want to remind you this High School Insider podcast is sponsored by the Cincinnati Northern Kentucky Chick-fil-A restaurants. Enjoy a free breakfast item through their app between now and November 19th. We'll switch in gears now to Division I Region 4. Moeller plays Lakota West in the Division I Region 4 final Friday night at Princeton. Had a chance to catch up with Moeller coach Mark Elder and I asked him about his message to the Crusaders leading into Friday night. Oh, yeah, it'll be a great game, great atmosphere. Um, uh, unbelievable opportunity for us again. Uh, they're, they're a really good team, really well coached. I, I think they're tough, really skilled um, veteran group, and it, it'll be uh, – a heck of a game, I'm, I'm certain of it. So, um, you know, our guys are preparing like we normally do. I mean, nothing really changes as far as how we do things and what we do. Um, 
you know, so it's just a normal week of preparation for us. But um, other than that, I'm excited for the opportunity. Did you feel like, uh, you know, maybe you wouldn't want to have said this a couple of weeks ago, but did you feel like you were on a collision course with Lakota West at, at some point? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, um, you know, we, we've had some, some really good teams that we've played and you know, just trying to take care of business week by week. And, and uh, you know, they've had some really good teams that they've had to play and I'm sure they're doing the same. You're not sure if um, that's going to happen or not. Uh, obviously they're one of the teams that, you thought if we were able to win out on our side that that could be in on the other side waiting for us. But, um, you, you know, some of the other teams are also really good and you just never know. Somebody has an off day. I mean, we have an off day. We, we could easily have lost previous to this. And I'm sure the same for anybody on the other side, too. So, um, no, I didn't really forecast it too much. I thought, sure, when I looked at the bracket, there's a, a shot that they're going to be they're going to be there if we are as well. What did you like most about the way you guys played against Mason? Uh, well, I thought we played terrible on special teams, uh, so that's something I didn't like. Um, but but I thought that we, we went out and we played well early. Uh, I mean, we went out and um, I don't think they had but just a couple first downs in the first half. You know, we went out and scored on the first two possessions um, fairly handily, and so we were able to jump out. Um, to lead, I, I got to do a better job, and we're in a, a situation where we're, we're winning, and it certainly looks like we're probably going to be able to win. Uh, I, I pull, I've been pulling guys a little bit too early in that situation. I, not that I'm ever going to have that situation come up again this year. I mean, but uh, I've been pulling guys a little bit too early. Need to need to do a better job to make sure that the game is truly in hand before we start subbing. But I, I thought that. We went out and played well early and, and took a, a pretty strong position early in the game. Uh, and then we got to get special teams cleaned up. We are beyond awful there. I know some people were uh, kind of wondering about your freshman that came in there at quarterback for a while. Uh, Matt, can you tell me about him and just his role there in that game? Yeah, a talented young man and a, and a guy that um, – you know, he's had injuries on and off throughout the year that, that have limited him a little bit, but we saw early that he's a guy that that's certainly very capable and, and um, you know, he's been up with us at times and, and been in meetings and things like that and has, has picked things up well as far as the offense is concerned and uh, felt like he had um, earned an opportunity to get out there and play and, and um we put him out there and I thought he did a nice job. And, and, um, you know, we had a couple of drops in there when, when he was in and, uh, and I think a drop when Luke was in as well, but um, yeah, I thought he did a good job, handled the situation well the, against a team that has a really good defense and uh, went out and executed our offense um, pretty well. You talk about your, just your defense and, and what kind of production you've gotten from, especially from your seniors and juniors there on that side of the ball, your linebacker core, your, you know, your secondary, your D-line, I mean, everything just uh, obviously, as you mentioned, you're up 24 nothing uh, going in the fourth quarter there last week. So um, you talk about some of those guys who've been leaders for you on defense. Yeah, no, I, I've been really proud of our defense and how we've played, um, you know, particularly the, probably the second half of the regular season on down. Um, you know, we, we've 
we've done fairly well and and we've got a veteran group and and uh, I think that we've got good football players at at all three levels uh, I think we've got a, you know standout players at all three levels and but we play a lot of guys uh, I mean we do we, we're probably playing over 20 guys every game um, in meaningful time uh, just because we're deep and we've got guys that that play well and, and we like to rotate guys in and out that that are capable um, so up front I mean it, it starts with Brandon Martin on the defensive line I mean he's been uh, spectacular I, I don't know how many sacks he's up to now probably 14 or 15 sacks now uh, a couple strip uh, you know strip sacks where we've gotten the ball back as well I mean he's a he's a real problem for for offenses and that's not just in the passing game I mean he's really good against the run and uh, he's he's really done a nice job but he's not the only guy we've got um, a really strong group of of D linemen but he's obviously the one that's standing out the most because he's uh, just been so productive and made so many big plays in in critical times for us um, you know then the second level I mean Joe Janetti's the the guy that's really stood out there for, for a number of years now, but we, we play a bunch of guys there. I mean, uh, Tommy Steins at, and, and Sweat at Sam and, um, you know, French and Glenn at, at Will. I mean, we, we're playing a lot of guys there in the linebacker and Tinnemeyer goes in there, some for Gennetti, but Joe's obviously had another fantastic year for us, really productive, tough, physical, smart player. Um and then our back end, again, we're, we're playing seven guys pretty consistently back there. Uh, we're playing four different corners and three different safeties. Um, you know, Matty Salig has been out for a couple weeks. He, he's had a great year until until he's been out. We're anticipating um, that he'll be back this week. And um, But Cox and Summer and the other guys at the safety spots. And then we're playing four guys. Conlon Daniel had a spectacular pick again this past week uh, in the end zone. Uh, Carson Hobbs, McNulty, Cap Davis. I mean, we, we've got a bunch of guys that are skilled back there and, and playing well. Great. Um... Uh, talking to Elder Coach Doug Ramsey uh, a week ago, you kind of mentioned, you know, a little bit of the scouting report on Lakota West and, you know, you didn't really see a whole lot of weaknesses there. But obviously, uh, Lakota West senior quarterback Mitch Bolden presents a, a dual threat running and throwing the ball. And what type of challenge is that for, for your defense as you guys prepare for him? Yeah, I mean, he's played a lot of football. I think he, this is his fourth year starting. Uh, we got to see him last year. I mean, he's tough. He's um, really a complete package. He, uh, Manages the game well, uh, has has a good ball. I mean, he can make all the throws. He can throw the ball down the field. Um, he can run. He can outrun you, but he can also uh, run through you, which is which is difficult. I mean, he's like having a running back back there as well. Uh, he's got the most attempts. I think he's got more attempts than all the running backs combined. So, and part of that's from scramble. I think he's got a really good feel in the pocket. You know, he, he can sense when um, there's a lane. He, he can take off and and go. So, I, I think he he presents a lot of problems because he he does a good job. He manages the game. Doesn't make a whole bunch of mistakes, doesn't put the ball in jeopardy. Uh, and then you go cover them all and then he takes off running for 12. So uh, that's that's really difficult to, to defend. And and obviously we're going to have to do a great job of covering them, but then um, doing a great job with the pass rush lanes and, and having extra underneath defenders uh, be aware of, uh, of his capability to take off running. And he's also capable of, of – quarterback design runs. I mean, they do a bunch of that with him as well. So, um, you know, you, you have to treat in the run game like there's two backs back there, him and another guy. And in the pass game, uh, you, you've got to be great with your with your rush leans. I guess just finally, Coach, I mean, what's it like with your guys, this group, the focus? I mean, obviously week 14, um, 
I know your goals are in front of you, but, uh, you know, what's kind of the vibe as you, as you coach these guys and it's obviously a long season, but, um, you know, what, what's kind of the energy around your team? Yeah, I think that um, guys are pretty locked in. You know, they, they understand uh, we've got a, a huge test this coming up week. This is a, a two very uh, good teams, evenly matched. I mean, this thing can certainly go either way. Uh, we're going to have to play well in, in all three phases. We're going to have to do a, a great job. Um you know, not, not making huge mistakes and, and just taking what's given and, and playing hard and, and executing our assignments well. So, you know, we came in yesterday. We, we give the guys off on Saturday. We came in yesterday and, and um, certainly felt uh, that there was a good focus. The guys were pretty locked in and, and um, you know, hopefully that translates to a good performance on Friday. Well, Moeller is 5-1 and all-time against Lakota West in uh, their series history. But, uh, you know, this is the third meeting in the playoffs, and Moeller has 19 appearances in the regional final, believe it or not. But uh, uh, all that being said, I had a chance to catch up with Lakota West coach Tom Bolden before Tuesday's practice, and I asked him what his message is to the Firebirds as they head into this regional final. Well, I mean, we're, we're, we're thankful we're here. I mean, that's, that's the first message that, you know, uh, you know, people are complaining about the cold and things like that. I said, it's, you, you know, you're doing something right if you're getting to practice in cold weather. So that's the first thing. We're, we're thankful that we're here. I told the kids we got a great opportunity in front of us, great challenge, great opportunity, um, chance, you know, three straight years being in a regional championship. Uh, Going to give it one heck of a shot Friday night to break through and uh, leave it all out there on the field, uh, playing a tremendous opponent. I mean, they're, they're so skilled. I mean, you know the the, the running back. You know, he's a he's just a different dude. So we got to hope we can do something with him. So yeah, no, we're we're excited uh, uh, to be here. I know the disappointment from last year, the miscues, mistakes. Do you even reference that, or you just? Yeah, they I, they know. Yeah, there ain't no need to reference that. I mean the the two the two drops that really killed us, and then the bad snap, and and you know the rough call on the on the you know pass the line on the yeah. It was just uh, we we. Uh, Bad taste in her mouth from last year's game, so uh, I didn't have to reference it for the kids. They they know about it. We obviously watched some film of last year and and things like that. So yeah, they 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 definitely know. They definitely remember. Mark saying it's so evenly matched. I mean, what do you no. think this game come down? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, these games are when they're like this. It's who takes care of the football, who can make that one one extra big play than the other team. That's that's usually what games like this come down to. So. Uh, Hopefully we can we can take care of the football. We're going to have to do our assignments on defense. It's it's been the mo for us all year. I tell the kids, I said, you know, you you put all this preparation in and all this and design plays and defenses and all that other kind of stuff. But tried and true, kind of at any level of football, as long as you take care of the football offensively and do your assignments on defense, you got a good chance to win football games. Three consecutive regional finals. I mean, that's yeah. very very significant. Yeah, what have you learned. In those games, I mean, not just take away, you know, yeah. score of the game, the result of the game, but just being in, a, in that big time. Well, that's that, that that it's how special that it is, and 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 for the kids and things like that, that uh, all the hard work that they put in. You and I were talking a little bit before we started here to think back to August first. You know, six to seven days a week, these these kids are here. You know, whether it be school, practice, workouts, 
uh, doing something. I mean, that's that's special. That dedication that these kids these kids have put themselves to, and, and kids all throughout Southwest Ohio playing high school football. So um, that's what makes it special. The culmination of the dedication and the commitment that's got us to this point. I always look back on that and and realize how special it is. How prepared is Mitch for this moment? And I, I listen. He is a four year starter. I mean, I think he's. He's ready. I mean, it's it, he's he's seen so much football uh, the last four years. He's seen so many defenses and things like this. This one's really good. He's going to see some guys that are going to try to get after him, and uh, hopefully, he just keeps having a magical season. I mean, he's it's it's a special one for, to say the least. I mean, you, what we've asked of him is unbelievable. How he can get to the third and fourth progressions and his route reads. I mean, that's stuff that. Guys at high-level football at the next level don't get to. So uh, uh, it's it's been pretty special. So hopefully he's got another magical game in him. Went back and watched a story that I did when you came here in 2018. Yeah. You mentioned as a sleeping giant. Yeah. It's just the difference from the day you walked in here in that cafeteria talking to those parents yeah. and those kids to now. I mean, we're well, talking about maybe there's a community support around this program. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's it's actually like we've almost created a monster, which is kind of cool. I had a staff member walk up to me today, and he's like, "Hey, coach, three straight years in the regional championship. Hopefully, we can break on through this time." And I'm thinking to myself, "Dude, five years ago, six years ago, I mean, you, I mean, you were winning a couple games. So, uh, but that's good. That's good that we've created that monster. So, uh, uh, yeah, no, the community is is has been so supportive. They bought in, uh, you know, the administration from from the school to the district, the teachers, uh, everybody, man, the parents, the families. Um, it's it's a really really special place to be right now, and uh, I mean. We're going to be really, really good for a lot of years to come. And we got a lot of good young players coming back and up through the pipelines. We got a youth football program that's got almost 600 kids in it. You know, you know, first through sixth grade. Some of the some of the age groups have four teams. It's 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 unbelievable what's going on out here. So uh, really excited about the present and and obviously the future. What's the vibe around? I know it's only Tuesday, I, but you these see guys, them. Yeah. They're right. They're man. They're loose. They don't get. That's what I love about them. They don't get up tight. They're loose. They're you know, but when when I'll blow the whistle here, we'll get it locked in. We'll get after it. But any little any little downtime they can get, you can see they're going to have fun. They do a great job bonding with one another. Senior senior group so special and and uh, so uh, yeah, we we got a we got a really good vibe going on. Well, switching gears now to Division Three Region Twelve, undefeated Baden is going to take on twelve and one Tippecanoe. Friday night at Trotwood Madison Division Three Region 12 final. The Rams are very familiar with this uh, journey. They were here a year ago. Remember, they made it up to Canton and they were state runners up. Uh, I had a chance to catch up with Baden coach Nick Yorty, and I asked him not only what he expects from Tippecanoe, but how he's kind of kept things lively and fresh for the Rams as uh, they continue in this Week 14 journey. I mean, they're a good football team. I mean, I think at this point, anybody you're playing is obviously pretty good and and is there for a reason, you know, deserves to be there. And, and these guys kind of fit that mold, too. Um, I think they're a well-coached team. Uh, we talked about it a little bit ago, but uh, we played them a couple years ago uh, in the playoffs as well. And um, I, I think the coach does a really good job. He's done a great job since he's been there. Um, and the kids play hard, and that's evident on film. Um, and all three phases, they have a really good kicker, special team-wise. Um, and offensively and defensively, they, they get after it. So um, we're going to prepare, you know, just like any other week. But, um, yeah, we're expecting a, a good ball game. 
Well, tell us a little bit about the Rams here. I mean, obviously, um, 16 to 9 went over Wampacaneta. Um, I know your defense was really impressive. Um, can you tell us kind of who stood out in yeah. that game for you? Yeah, no, I, I mean, his kids have been great. I have, you know, last year, and we try not to talk about it a whole lot, but, um, you know, it is what it is. But, I, you know, we lost a lot of seniors last year, and I, and I don't think a whole lot of people, you know, thought we'd be back in this situation, um, but but we are. So um, we're, we're kind of going with it. We're running with it, you know, and, and uh, credit to our kids for, for stepping up and, and um, you know, kind of responding to this, maybe some of the doubt out there a little bit about how, Good we were going to be. And, you know, there was some some doubt, you know, around when you lose that many seniors. But, um, you know, kids did a great job all, all year. I think our defense is playing really, really well right now. Um, and, and offensively, we've had guys step up. That's what we had to have this year was, was for some of these younger guys, uh, especially in the junior class, to step up. And, and so far, they've done that. We, we've dealt with our injuries and our, our bruises, our bumps, all that type of stuff like everybody else. But um, our kids have responded all year. So we're going to – we're going to rely on that again and, and just try to go one week at a time. As you mentioned, kind of the ebb and flow of any football season in high school, obviously. Uh, now week 14. I mean, what are you doing to kind of keep the guys <laughs> fresh? I mean, I know they don't need any motivation. You just mentioned it last yeah. year in Canton. But uh, uh, is there something you can do to kind of keep keep things maybe a little unexpected for yeah. practice or kind of keep it light? Yeah, I mean, it, it is a grind. This is a grind. We addressed it last week. I mean, for for these kids, for high school kids, and for the coaches and, and the coaching staff, our, our wives, our families, I mean, it's, uh, it is definitely a grind, and it does kind of wear you out. So we try to – Try to do a little, you know, some things just to kind of, you know, take the the workload off a little bit. We'll, we'll shorten our practices a little bit. Um, Mondays are obviously a big walkthrough, you know, day for for most people. But um, if we can get in the gym or be inside, we can. Um, uh, we'll use that to our advantage. And and then, um, you know, sometimes we break it up. We do some. We'll, we'll do some little competition stuff just to, you know, just to kind of lighten the mood a little bit. Just because it. It's hard, especially for these kids that have been in school all day. And at this point, you're going into, you know, week 14 and you're trying to sit through football meetings that you've been in for the past, you know, three months and, and uh, got to try to try to shorten things up and keep kids engaged as much as you can. But at this point in the year, too, it shouldn't be too difficult. You take the obviously the, the state final from last year out of the equation for a second here. I mean, what did you learn going through this, obviously being regional champs a year ago? I know you don't want to refer to last year as much, but yeah. still, is there something maybe you, you took from last year's journey that you're doing in a similar way or, or different in terms of just preparation each week? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a big routine guy, so we don't, we don't change a whole lot uh, about what we do or how we act or how we practice. You know, we'll, we'll shorten things up a little bit. But, um, you know, myself and, and the coaching staff, and it was probably more so on me last year, is um, I didn't, you know, after reflecting back, was to try to enjoy this ride a little bit more, you know, for, for the coaches, for myself, and, and for these kids, you know. Um, so that's something we kind of talked about over over the weekend, you know, after the game was was um, try to maybe just sit back and, and, and let the kids kind of enjoy it. But, uh, you know, it's, we still got a job to do. We're not going <laughs> to enjoy it too much. But, um, you know, that was one of the bigger takeaways from, from last year was uh, just kind of enjoy the moment a little bit more. What have you noticed from some of your seniors um, just in, in terms of their leadership and what they're telling the guys about getting through this journey and, and obviously, like you said, week 14? 
Yeah, and, and and they're responding well, you know, and we we put a lot on these seniors, and um, there's not a lot of them, you know, there's not a lot of them that that are on this team and, and are playing, and um, you know, but they they've they've raised the bar. They they've been a part of some some good years here, and it wasn't just last year. It's kind of the building process over really the past five years that I've been here, but these kids have, they've been through it for four years. So um, it's just kind of, you know, when we practice of, of making sure we're practicing the right way and we're preparing the right way, and we're doing the right things in and out of school, those type of things. And, and our kids just kind of have really embraced all that. Um, and I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's anything I did or our coaches did. They're just, we, we have some really good kids over here and, and they're enjoying it and they, they've embraced it. And then we've kind of changed the expectations around here a little bit. How confident are you in your quarterback, your junior, Alex Ritzy? He's done really well. I mean, he's, he's one of those younger guys. He stepped up last year um, for us in those last three games and um, has done the same thing this year, you know, and he really bought into that, you know, in the off season. Uh, he, he was here for some extra work uh, throughout, you know, the spring and winter time, those type of things we do. And, um, you know, in the summer too, and is just really relished in that role. And he's, he stepped up, you know, he's got control of the huddle. Um, he, he understands what we're doing and um, we're glad we have him. There's no doubt about that. Does Tippecanoe re- remind you of someone locally? In um, yeah, they're, I think, I think they're comparable to, to a, a GCL type school. You know, they're, they're a spread team. They got a really athletic quarterback that runs um, really impressive wide receiver and, and running back there as well. So um, they got some, they got some weapons and, and um, I would compare them to, to a lot of the teams that we, we face in, in our league. So I think it'll be a, it'll be, it'll be a battle. And finally coach, I mean, just what's it been like the support from the school community uh, this year? Um, oh, it, it's got to be a lot of enthusiasm <laughs> right now around the school. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're working on a, a stadium. Uh, we haven't had and you know ever so we're working on that which is which is great and, and uh, the goals we've reached with that have been you know amazing up to this point um, our girls volleyball team was just in the state semis uh, as well played played defending state champs really well so there, there's a vibe around town in the school and kids and uh, you know a lot of these kids that go to school here play a lot of sports and they you know, they, they they support each other very well. You know, student sections, those type of things are all all great. So there's just a vibe, even when you go to the restaurants around town and, you know, everybody's saying hi, everybody's talking to you, those type of things, which is which is neat because, we're, we're, you know, we are, a, you know, small town football type town. And uh, when you can experience those type of things in, in high school football, it's it's pretty, pretty amazing feeling. Well, no doubt about it, as you can hear from Coach Yordy there, a very special season for everybody there in the Baden School community. Remember, the Rams are 44-6 and six since the start of the 2019 season, getting a lot of contributions. Remember, University of Cincinnati verbal commit Braden Moore, outstanding playmaker, junior quarterback Alex Ritzy. He's thrown for almost 2,000 yards and 24 touchdowns this year. Um, it's certainly going to be um, uh, one of those matchups that I think Baden's going to be favored. But uh, they're taking absolutely nothing for granted. As Coach Yordy said, Tippecanoe is like another GCL opponent. Well, switching gears now to Division Four, Region 16. Undefeated Wyoming is going to take on 11-2 Taft Saturday night at Lakota West. I had a chance to catch up with Wyoming coach Aaron Hancock. He talked about the undefeated Cowboys and facing Taft for a second time this season. Taft is a great football team, and, and uh, they present a ton of challenges for us. And um, we knew that we would there'd be a good chance that we would have to go through them again um, in our regional championship. 
And before we kind of talk about this weekend, obviously, uh, what did you like most in that uh, 40 to 7 win over Clinton Massey uh, last week in the regional semi? Yeah, our guys, uh, they did a great job of just, um, you know, coming together, especially in the second half and really, um, you know, jumping on them pretty quick in the early in the third quarter. Um, we got three scores pretty quick in the third quarter. And, and uh, you know, they're a very good football team and we were able to, um, you know, take advantage of some of their some of their mistakes and, and our defense really stepped up and, and got some stops and, and uh, our offense made some really big plays and and uh, some good stuff happening uh, early in the second half. And and really, once you get on a, on a up on a team like that, that likes to just run the ball and eat the clock, um, it doesn't really play into their uh, strategy very well. So they got to start throwing and getting um, throwing the ball. And that's something that they were uncomfortable doing and and so, it, you know, our guys played well, played very well. It was a good win. And uh, we're excited about the opportunity to play for a regional championship this week against Taft. You, know, you kind of run out of words how to describe C.J. Hester, your senior running back. And, uh, you know, so many things that you've talked about him and why you believe he's the best running back in the state of Ohio. But 369 yards rushing, five touchdowns. Um, uh, you know, what is he like to coach, I guess, during this playoff run you, you know it very well in the regular season but uh do you think he adds an extra a gear when it comes to the postseason yeah i mean i think big players that players make big plays and big games and if 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 and uh and and he's a he's a very good football player and he makes big plays for his football team um big plays for this football team each and every week i mean everyone in the stadium knows that he's going to get the ball and he's still able to pop off some big runs and and really um do a great job and um, along with CJ our offensive line and and uh, has been doing a fantastic job and so that that whole unit um, in our running game has really been clicking on all cylinders and that's because of their hard work and dedication uh, to just being better each and every day and and uh, CJ is a tremendous asset to our football team he makes huge plays and he's a he's a very good player and a very good running back and uh, we're awfully excited he's on our team. Certainly want to recognize the offensive line. I mean, who's really done a great job for you all year on the line? Yeah, I mean, all of the guys, um, you know, we're, we're pretty senior heavy. Um, we do have um, one underclassman in Jess Howard on that line. And and uh, but those guys have played together for the last three, four years. And uh, some of them are two of them are four year starters on the offensive line. So, um, you know, they, they they're a tight knit group and, and they're. They get after it, and, and uh, our our O line coach Steve Schnee uh, does a tremendous job uh, getting those guys prepared each and every week, and really coaches them hard. And they they um, they do a fantastic job for us. Let's kind of uh, focus here uh, on, on the regional final. Here, um, what have you seen on film from Taft that maybe is similar or different from uh, from week two? Yeah, they got a couple new guys. Um, a couple of different guys playing for them, um, but uh, they're they're clicking um, on all cylinders. Um, you know they they had a big win last week against Big Nick and yep. freeze up. You there? You know all throughout the playoffs the last three right there. I'm sure very excited about um, having the opportunity to come and and uh, play against us. Um, you know, a team that that beat them in week two, and they they're always a tough team. They're always a tough program to play against, and and uh, this is this would be no different. Come on Saturday, 
Kind of ask a similar question to a couple other coaches that are still in the regional finals. I mean, week 14, I know this is a veteran team. I mean, you've had the experience of playing at the highest level and winning the state championship, obviously, a couple of years ago. But um, what's it like coaching the players? Do you do anything differently week 14? I mean, obviously, it's, it's been a grind. It's a long season. But uh, how do you kind of keep things? Um, obviously, you want to go one to know every week, as you always say. But uh, is there a way to kind of keep things light or lively for the guys during practice as you lead up to the game? No, I mean, I think it's all about work. And uh, I think it's all about work. I think it's about hitting that reset button. And um, it's about, you know, prioritizing um, the things that you need to do to help this team be successful. And, you know, uh, our kids, our kids do a great job of working hard and and, uh, our coaching staff does a great job to prepare these kids. And so we just kind of now being from Friday to Saturday, you know, we, we, we take Monday and we use that as a prep day to get healthy and, you know, do some treatment and get a lift in and do some film work uh, with our players. And then Tuesday, um, we start on our, our work week. Um, so Tuesday through Friday. And, and I think the kids, stay, you know, staying healthy, uh, that's the biggest thing. Everyone's, everyone's, uh, Everyone's got bumps and bruises at this time of the year. And, and uh, you know, you got to find ways to continue to um, get out there to practice and make sure that your um, your team's being prepared for, for a big game coming ahead. And I think that's the key thing is, you know, football matters. And, and you know, that's where the game is played is on the field. And, you know, when you get out there, you still got to value the practice time that you have. And, and um, you know, do the celebrating after the game. How enjoyable has this group been to coach all year, Coach? Yeah, it's been it's been great. I mean, I think these kids have uh, continued to grow each week, and um, they're a very veteran group. But at the same time, you know, they've they've come a long way from where we were even in, in the beginning of the year. I think we've we've uh, really gelled. Um, both offensively, defensively, and special teams wise, you know, on all three phases, we're we're uh, we're clicking, and 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 it's a good place to be at right now. Well, Wyoming is going for its eighth regional title in its storied program history. And now, remember, senior running back C.J. Hester, he is uh, really climbing the charts here in the state record list. He's he's rushed for forty five touchdowns this season. Uh, he has two thousand eight hundred thirty rushing yards. Uh, this entire season, which is also on the OHSA state list. He's 26 yards away from breaking Richard Hall's school record for most rushing yards in a season that was set back in 1998. But, you know, plenty of action we have for you with the high school football slate of games. It's going to be really fun now. And we also have Lawrenceburg and East Central in the state semifinal round of Indiana. We also have four games in the Kentucky state quarterfinals as well. We'll have all the highlights for you on the Friday Night Frenzy. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Mike Dyer. I'll be out there at, uh, in Sharonville for the big molar Lakota West game. Thanks again for watching and listening. I'll talk to you next week.